Welcome to Hamstrings and Heartstrings, where running is great. Except when it's not. I'm Ellie. And I'm Chris. Uh, is it your face or mine today? Look at us. Two years. We have not, you know, we abandoned that phrase for a little while and then we ended it back in. And I'm not sure how we feel about it in general. How about if we say he will take a drink? <laughs> you like this take a drink thing going on. I know. Especially for somebody who doesn't drink. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it is. It is. The other night I was on um, the Pain Cave podcast with um, Jay Friedman. You know Jay probably. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I, it hasn't come out yet, but they asked like in the beginning of the show, like, so what are you drinking? And whatever. They had two beers and I was like. Black cherry Kool-Aid. Hey, black, <laughs> wow, I've never had black cherry Kool-Aid, I don't think. Oh, yeah, it's a fancy, you know, seasonal. Seasonal, <laughs> limited edition. <laughs> Your insides only go that color once a year. Right. I'm guessing that'll give you like that deep red tongue thing too, probably, huh? I don't know. I haven't looked afterwards, but I will next time. All right. All right. Next time you're enjoying a tall, cold glass of black cherry cool. <laughs> She'll try me tomorrow. So nice. 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 I have a uh, Nalgene full of tepid water. So I got that going for me. I have actually. It's not actually even um, full. I'm very good at drinking, at drinking water at my new job. Yeah, I'm working on it. It's a, I'm a work in progress. Drinking water, hydrating is crucial, and I'm trying to teach mm-hmm. my I'm trying to teach my dog that. I took we we did. She's up to four miles now, so you know we did four miles in Menden, like running, hiking. Um, but she won't drink. Like I took her to the pond over and over again. I took her to all the cool spots where all the dogs drink. She's not into water, so. Like, I think, I think she could probably do 10 miles, but drinking is her limiting factor. And it's really because I'm super, and I think like she gets thirsty enough, she'll drink. But I know that that's not the case with me. Sometimes I'm super thirsty and I'll be like three hours later and I'll be like, what is wrong? Oh, I haven't drank water since yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe your dog's like me. I mean, I don't want to do ultras. You got to eat during those things. It sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) See, I like doing ultras because you get to eat during those things. (laughs) Yeah, to each their own. Yeah, like 5Ks, you can't even work up an appetite in that. (laughs) I know, because afterwards, and usually afterwards, you throw everything up that you ate the day before. Right, it takes takes four hours to get your body back to normal, to pull your stomach out of your throat. Yeah. And also your dog's doing about the mileage that I'm doing, so I think uh, I should just, you should just bring your dog on Saturday, and I'll just live with me for a week. Yeah, so um, we're going to get together on Saturday, you and I, in person, people time. We're going to meet in meet space. And it's been, yes. it's been almost, I would say it's almost a calendar year, right? It's been like October was the last time we actually hung out in the same place. No, uh, well, twist, um, Frozen Branch. Oh, yeah, Frozen Branch. That's right. I for, was there, but you were doing stuff. I was working. You were there for a few yeah. minutes, though. I did see you. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, that's going to be great. And, and we're going to turn you into a professional. We're going to get your microphone going. Yes, maybe, we are. Maybe we'll even go for a short little run. What about that? We, uh, we could do on Saturday. We could do that or we could do hike. 
I mean, I, I wouldn't want it to in, interfere with your training plan. But let's no, if we it, start like, on buttermilk, as long as we can walk up the stairs or up the hill, I will jog around the flat section. I'm not, I'm not really going to stress your fitness here, Allie. All right, we're doing it. You guys heard it here. Chris and I are going to run on Saturday. That means we could take a picture together and like we could do all these things that like that like friends do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Six feet of space, please. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, we could still take a a camera can capture more than six feet of space. That's true. That's true. I mean, we don't have to be doing Uh, now. I'm excited for Saturday. I got something to look forward to. We got big plans. And we're going to get we're going to get a microphone set up. We're going to go for a run. We're going to take a picture. We're going to drink some water. Let's eat lunch, too. I love lunch. Okay, lunch. We got big plans. Okay. Now let's, uh, well, now, now uh, you know, let's do the podcast. All right. <laughs> uh, so, no, I was, saying, like, I was saying, like, things are developing. We got the puppy up to, I mean, she's a puppy. She's um, 18 months old. So, I mean, she's up to, like, four miles. And like I said, if it wasn't so hot. Um, I bet, you know, we'd be out 10 miles. It's just my fear of bringing home uh, a not drank water dog to my wife and saying, sorry, I broke her, you know, <laughs> but um, we're going to get there. So whatever uh, your, your wife's an EMT. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She'll give her the kiss of life. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to have to do that because I would get the kiss of death. <laughs> That's true. You wouldn't get any kisses. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that uh, Sunday was four miles at Menden, but Saturday, you know what else I did? I went on a group run on Saturday. What? What's crazy? Where? Rochester Running Company had their first group run back, like, you know, the first, like, you know, let's give this a try kind of group run. Um, it was a small group, but, uh, you know, and as runners are, we're all very responsible. Everybody there showed up wearing masks. We didn't go in the store. We all hung out outside the store, uh, wore some masks. They had um, the slower groups um, went out earlier, and there was like a three-minute delay in between groups. Um, It seems like a lot of the friends that sort of came together were running together. And so I ran with like the 1030s. I ran with my buddy Todd, and him and I, ran together but then there were people in front of us and behind us they were six feet away all very mm-hmm. uh responsible you know nice, it was at nice. 7 30 on a saturday morning so not a lot of chance of running into a lot of people like you know out on the roads the um, rascals yeah and it was you know it was kind of nice i mean it felt weird like i didn't i didn't really want to hang out uh, before or after so I kind of came right as the run started and like left right after I got back so that part was a little bit weird you know like because normally you want to hang out and BS for a while and you know have mm-hmm. fun but no the group run part was really you know a little a little piece of kind of almost quasi normalcy that's cool I had my little taste of normal with opening CTB this past week because the Cornell kids are moving in and um, everybody's wearing masks. We're all doing social distancing and stuff. But, you know, having them back is a little bit of a, yeah, this feels right. Like it feels like it feels like an actual school year. Um, I hope that they're going to do their best. Um, and everything I've seen, I have a lot of confidence. Um, they've been very nice, very polite. They listen to what we have to say. So, 
um, yeah, that felt good this week. Nice. And you know, actually running at uh, 10 minute miles on a Saturday morning was really nice. <laughs> I, you know, I bet it was. I did road miles, you know, yeah. and they were nice and just chill and I hung out with a buddy and chatted. It was nice and just, <sighs> you know. I do know. We'll do that on Saturday. Yeah. 10 minute miles. I promise. Well, that's, I mean, if we're doing, if we're in buttermilk and treatment, we, we might be dracking it down to 11 minute miles. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Easy like a Saturday morning. That's what Lionel, <laughs> that's what Lionel Richie said. <laughs> and he was so smart. Or his, or his, his brother, Lionel Ratchie. <laughs> Lionel Ratchie. Actually, so I had this experience today and I thought about it. So, it, um, I had like an hour left of work, but I was real hungry or not real hungry, but like, I was like, I think I just need a snack. So I made some peanut butter and butter toast and I was eating it. And then I had to put my mask back on to take a customer. And luckily they couldn't see me still chewing, but then I got peanut butter on the inside of my mask. <laughs> and so my mask smelled like peanut butter, but then I was like, this is actually a really good idea. Like, you know, for, for your ultra races when you have to wear a mask, just like put something in there and, you yeah. know. Nice. Keep going. So I had a thought. You know how, um, I don't know about, do you, if you get angry at like the people that don't wear their mask properly or that are just like jerks about it, you're kind of like, why are you wearing it? And like hanging off your face. Why is your nose hanging out? Like, do you get angry at those people? No, I just tell them in my perky way, hey, keep your mask above your nose, please. Oh, see, because you're a worker, you're imbued with authority. I, I used to get angry at those people. And it's weird because... Uh, sometimes I feel like maybe they just don't know. I'm trying to not like be angry about all this, but I devised an idea in my mind. Now, whenever I see somebody with their nose sticking out of their mask, I just think that they can't stand the smell of their own breath. So I'm like, huh? I'm like, you don't want to be in there with that stuff, huh? Stinky breath, stinky breath, stinky breath. So it makes me not judge them. It makes me feel like maybe there is kind of like judging. I guess, but it makes me feel like they're making uh, they're making a conscious choice to not smell their own breath rather than an ignorant choice to breathe all over the place. Sure. Yeah, actually, I came up. So I do the announcements to remind people to. Um, oh, we're all aware. We're all aware. To, yeah. Um, well, would you like to? So I came up with this last night when I you know do all my best thinking. And this is what I now read like at least twice a day. Okay, I get on the loudspeaker at CTV, so who's ever been there, imagine this. Okay, here it goes. Here it goes. Hello, customers. This is your captain speaking. We would like to thank you for choosing College Town Bagels as your chauffeur to Flavortown today. Before we continue, please listen to the following instructions. Notice the exits located at each end of the store. Please pick one person in your party, preferably the loudest, to order for all, and then promptly use those doors to wait for your food outside in the beautiful weather. We would like to remind you to please uh, make sure your mask is on first and cover both your nose and mouth before reminding the person standing six feet away from you. After ordering, please stay to the right and head up to the pastry case to pay. If you are just ordering drinks, there's no need to wait in the food line, so head straight toward the case, making a line against the glass. Our attendants will be with you promptly, so have your drink order ready. If we follow these easy instructions, not only will your order arrive quickly and your taste buds satisfied, but we will be doing our part to defeat a pandemic. Thank you again for choosing College Town Bagels today. It'll be one tasty ride. Oh my goodness. 
the enthusiasm. They have to pay me for that. I enth- did it on my own. The enthusiasm on your face is amazing when you're reading I, it. If only you I could I love all- that loudspeaker. I'm like, hey, hello, it's just Ellie. <laughs> Stay six feet apart, guys. Oh, my goodness. You are something, Ellie. It's very creative. I like how you almost made it like a plane ride. That was kind of That's neat. what I was going for. See those exits? Use them. Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> see the exit that's located on each side of the store. Please use them. Oh, good times. Good times. All right. Yes. Well, that's some good COVID banter. Uh, we got yes. some updates on Chris's running. How's Ellie's uh, 30 to 45 minute slow, easy runs going? They're going. Yeah. So still at that pace. Um Still doing a 30 to 40 minute easy runs. My Sunday long run is 50 minutes. Whoa. So are you doing those really at easy pace? Or are you doing them at threshold or moderate? What's the, what is the point of this particular quote phase of your training? So my coach and I have decided that we're training for the mile and the 5k, but what people don't realize or what I didn't realize because I didn't never did track in anything in high school or college is there's a lot more drills and specific work where you're not running to for the mile and just emotions that will actually get me faster in there's a lot of upper body strength a lot of core that we talked about and now I'm actually doing hurdle drills so I have a, a hurdle and I have three more coming because I thought I ordered four but only one came I don't know and um so I actually did that and um it's a lot of stabilization like getting my boosting my leg up and keeping my hips stable and then still doing a lot of core work and a lot of strength work and so um he, my coach really wants to just get the marathon fatigue and any residual fatigue out of my legs. And so we're doing other work to help me be able to run fast. And so the 30 to 40 minutes is really, it is what it is. It's just easy. Um, I'm doing a lot of out and backs because I don't have many loops that are 30 to 40 minutes. They're usually like about 60. So I've been doing a lot of, um, Actually, I've been running on trails, like rail trails, relatively speaking, um, a lot just because it's like a quick out and back, which is nice. So, yeah, they've been um, and because they're so short, like and I don't have and as I'm getting more like and more rested and less residual fatigue, like they are a little bit faster, but it's not. I'm still breathing through my nose and just, you know, chilling. I don't you know, I don't have any set pace or anything like that. Um, yeah, keeping the heart rate low and, uh, keeping the expectations low. And, uh, so on Sunday night, I actually spent an hour at 10 PM cause my coach lives in California. So he's three hours, um, behind us. So we spent an hour and him teaching me how to do one hurdle drill because it was, he wanted like the, the movement right and stuff. And so I'm practicing that this week. Um, a couple, three days a week, I'll do hurdle drills. Well, hurdle drill, because it's just one, cause I've never done them. And it's really, it's fun to be just like a beginner at something. I don't know. It's just, I just, I, I use my brain to think about stuff. Like I'm breaking down the movements into very, very basic, like making the arm and leg or uh, like opposite arm and leg go and stuff like that. So the purpose is to make me, make me extremely rested. Uh, I'm going to develop more upper body strength, get, get thick, you know, two C's. (laughs) 
and um, <laughs> and just be extremely rested before we start doing anything fast. All right. Um, that's cool. I, it is. Um, I, the amount of mobility in my hips, the amount of mobility that I would need to gain in my hips to not like directly run into a hurdle seems really, um, scary right now. But the idea of being able to just like do one, it's kind of neat. I like the idea. I'm not going to do them. Like I'm not going to jump over them or at least I don't think so. Like he doesn't, you're I just doing, uh, you're just doing, doing thing drills where you, where over you stand them. next to it and you're moving your leg and you're, yeah, yeah. There was well, I go over it, but it's not like I'm running up to it to go over and like, you know, I'm just like, I I'm stepping over, mm-hmm. making sure that like, I'm not dropping my hips or not doing stuff. And so it's, it's stuff like a lot of balance work, but yeah. I think I'm going to be sore tomorrow. I have to say, I think well, it's there, coming. There was a girl doing those drills at the, um, Roberts track. The last time I ran there, she would do, she would just do like an easy quarter mile. And then she would go over to the hurdle and she would do probably like two minutes of just her leg over the hurdle and her leg, you know, standing next to the hurdle and just lifting one leg over, one leg over. And then she would do another minute on the other side with the other leg and then do an easy quarter mile around again. And I'm like, "Ah, that kind of, you know, structure and rigor, I think is what, you know, I do miss that a bit. I've been thinking more and more about like, should I get back into like an actual training plan? But I told you, like, I, I don't feel like I can carry one until I'm running regularly, right? Like, mm-hmm. I got I got four to five days a week that I'm running, then I feel like I, but then it's like a chicken and an egg. Should I get the training plan to force me to run four to five days a week? Or do I get up the base and get consistent and then get the training plan? And I'm feeling like I got to try the other approach soon because this approach isn't getting me there. I have good weeks and then uh, not so good weeks. Well, then you get stung by a bee and then there you go. I had a literal bee in my car today. Like I, I, uh, filled the car up with gas, got in the car and there's a bee on the dashboard. And I'm like, how did you, why are you here? Why it's six feet away from me? Get, get. And so then I, but I was at Delta Sonic. So I drove over to like the vacuum area and I think it went into my like front vents. So I just vacuumed my front vents and, Hopefully sucked them up. I don't know, but I'm, I don't know what's going on. I'm seeing bees everywhere. It's crazy. I think that whatever, like if a training plan is motivating to you, like I know it is to me, like, I mean, I will still run, but like, I like having something that just gives me a little bit more structure. And also I know my tendency to like always want to do more or not mileage wise, but just like, I love running. So even if I, even unintentionally, I'll start running more and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I don't have a training plan. doesn't matter. Or like, I'm not, you know, um, but I know that's just like my mind rationalizing silly things. So I intentionally told my coach at the beginning of this cycle, like, I don't want to, like, I want to break myself of high mileage, please. Like I want to do this. I just need something else to do. And so it'll be like, 30 minutes and co- like a 30 minute run and core and Myrtle. And so it, it like, it feels Myrtle, like I'm your, still doing your, something. Uh, that's your training plan thing. Myrtle, Myrtle, the- my hip stretching routine. Yes. You can, you can YouTube that. So good. I do it after every run anyway, but he puts it in there. Like I'm like, like I'm going to forget. I, but, um, 
And so it feels like, and he also explains to me, because he's primarily a miler coach, like that's what here he has the most experience. Um, and so he explains like why we do these things and stuff. And um, so and, like, it's just fun. Doing new things is fun. I like sucking at things. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Hence this podcast. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I can't make it too good. Like what? Well, we're gonna, uh, Saturday, you're going to have a, uh, we're going to have a, a podcast workshop. It's going to be amazing. You'll teach me how to do a hurdle drill and I will um, improve the sound quality of your microphones and we'll both be better for it. So you're going to break my hurdle and I'm going to break the microphone. <laughs> well, I think I can, standing still, I'm pretty sure I can get my leg over a hurdle. Oh, right? sure. Yeah, you'll be fine. It's so It's low. Like knee height? <laughs> I mean... My knee or your knee? No, I'm just <laughs> right? That's like a full difference there. Right. So let's get into our um, our topic here. Uh, you right. have a good topic. Yes, I told Chris that I wanted to talk about if we could be excellent or proficient, like the best at any distance, what would it be? And I have an answer, but Chris said he wasn't sure. So I'll go first. Or do you want to go? Go ahead, go ahead, because then I'll just will run out of time with my answer. <laughs> okay, great. Um, I I want to be if I could pick one thing, I think I'd pick the five k. Um, I've never actually trained for and run an actual five k, but every description I've heard of it, it sounds brutal and super hard, but also just like you're you have enough time to feel like you're going fast. Like, I feel like the mile, even though I'm really sick to train for that right now, it's going to be over so quick. Like, I'll just be like, it's like someone just like cut off your head really fast. Whereas like a 5k, it's like they fillet you alive and then kill you. Which is so much better. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So it's funny because instantly, you know, I, I thought of, well, I like running, so I would rather be very proficient at running for long periods of time. Um, and, and what I really don't want to be good at is I don't want to be good at the 400 or the 800. I don't want to be good at those. That's, that's just, you know, you're done. Like that's it. Um, but I, I want to be able to just go out for a 50 mile trip if I wanted to, right? Somebody goes, Hey, we're doing this thing. It's 50 miles point to point this, that I want to be able to do that. Like, again, I used to could be able to do that. I want to be able to do that. But I don't know that I would say I want to race or be proficient at racing 50 milers only because of the amount of time invested to be consistently really good at 50 milers is a lot of time that I really just haven't given uh, with, you know, kids and job and family in a while. So I, I can't wish for that one. Marathons. Huh, who likes marathons? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> See, also, once you get, once you start racing 50Ks and 50 milers, like it's what you said earlier, like what you like about ultras is like you get to eat and you get to sort of like have a fun time. You don't do that anymore. Not when you're racing. No, you don't do that. I mean, no, you don't. Right, I gotta so. be honest. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I mean, I know Courtney DeWalter's like smiling and happy and stuff. And maybe she still does that in 200 milers. I don't know because I have no interest, but like, 
And she also, I don't think, has she ever even run a 50 miler pro? It's probably too short. Like, so when you're racing, like, yeah, you're having a good time and I always enjoy it. But also it's not like I'm going to lollygag at the aid station. I'm going to be like handy the soup child. And then I keep running. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I like running. I love Cayuga trails, 50 miler. It's a great uh-huh. day, but I'm also smiling and waving at the leaders when they're on their way out and I'm just going back. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's a whole different kettle of fish. And so I would like to actually, as much as I, you know, said marathons, uh, I feel like that's the right amount of time running that you feel like you're good. You get into it. It's the right amount of training and it's a reasonable amount of recovery time. So I think I would actually, because half marathons, oh, come on. It's only, it's only really scary skinny, tall, fast people that are good at half marathons. That's not me. Um, so I do think, uh, I, I think I would like to be, you know, good at the marathon train 16 to 20 weeks run. And, and I'm only talking like run a three thirty. you know, that's, that's really, that's my hopes and dreams. <laughs> if I, I've run a three forty one. And the amount of work that went into a 341 and how like beat up I was to just even get to the start line of that 341. I don't know how you fasty pants do it. Like honestly, but yeah, I mean, breaking 330 in the marathon, that would be something. Yeah, that's pretty admirable. I mean, I think what, what attracts me to the five, to the 5k, not even, um, like even the race itself, I think it's more like what it means that I've gotten to the race start. Like I think that training for it and all the process that goes into that, that's really what I'm into. And so if I was really good at the 5k, that means that I was good at training for the 5k and that I, you know, was able to, you know, eat appropriately and do all the strength work and do all that stuff to get that good at the 5k. And that really is attractive to me because I don't want to give myself the out of, oh, I'll just run a bunch of miles and that's like good enough because people are wowed by tons of miles. It's like I, right now I'm just attracted to, you know, being confident enough in myself as a runner to, you know, only run for 30 minutes easy and do these drills and stuff that like no one's watching, no one can see. I don't, but in my brain, I get to, I will, I get to use my brain rather than just shut it off for, you know, three hours. And I get to do things that are hard, but also like I can see like where I'm going and that I'll get better eventually. It's just going to take a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I do like that. Both of us sort of approach this as like, not uh, if you could swallow a magic pill and be great at racing this thing, right? It was more like <laughs> if you're going to do a thing, if you're going to invest in it, which one do you want to invest in? And I, I think for you that it, it's um, it's interesting to hear you say, you know, like um, I, I want to be really good at the process of training for a 5K, you know, because there's uh, people can just be like, Ellie, you can run three miles and you can run fast. So that means you can do a 5K, you know. And so um, that's a cool little way to look at it is like the it's it's the uh, it's the 5K lifestyle, you know, like all the things mm-hmm. that go into it. I have a lot of demons running in my mind. Like I 
I mean, not as much as I used to, but running has been a way for me to make them be quieter. You know, they get worse at some points and I don't hear them at all at other points. Um, and so I think that learning to let go of running more mileage, running for 90 minutes a day, um, and being more present and accepting of my thoughts and feelings and finding other things that like allow me to feel them, but also allow me to just be at peace and rest and just be okay with, you know, no, I didn't, you know, run today, but I'm still a fine person. I still have, can be motivated to do things. I still am able to show up at work and be happy. That's kind of really important to me as well. And I think that I, I just, I listened to this interview today with Sabrina Stanley and she's a very, she just at the FKT on Nolan's 14, very accomplished. I think she was top 10 at Western States one year. And I listened to her, um, and the podcast host, Billy Yang was asking what, how is it being a professional athlete? Like she just got signed with um, Adidas in January and what, she, and she said that she liked it, but she always felt like she had to be doing something like running or something to be better. And it was stark contrast actually to the other side of what I've been listening a, a couple interviews I've listened to with the Bowerman ladies or with Molly Huddle or with, you know, the Naz Hoka Naz elite ladies where a lot of it, a lot of the reason they're good is because they're able to just sit on their ass and do nothing. And it's something that I've gotten a lot better at these past couple weeks, especially because my job is busy. So when I'm not there and if I'm not running, I really just need to like chill. And it was very just, I don't, I think that like their approach to being a professional and being good is allowing themselves to like letting themselves rest and being confident in their running. Whereas I think that when I was listening to Sabrina, it was more like she was always afraid she was not good enough or like, you know, somehow running more would make her better. And I don't know, that's just not how I want to live. Not putting in, not putting in enough work, but when you do work, it's purposeful. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, that's sort of the way I think, you know, I think about the marathon training blocks. You got four blocks and then your marathon. And if you do it, you know, if you do it the way I've done it, you're, I'm not hundred mile week in it. When I was training for marathons, I was 60, 65 mile week in it, you know, which is what gets you a 341. But, you know, I feel like doing that, that was when I was sort of running my best. I was just consistent. This was the thing you do. You wake up, you do this thing, then you're done. You did the work for the day. It's mm-hmm. not that you have to go out for eight hours into the woods as much as I really love eight hours into the woods. You don't need that to have done the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I like having a plan. I like having John and because after I've done what he said, it's just, it's like, I've done it. So he's the smart one. And so I just don't like, as long as I've done that, I don't, I can't screw it up. So like, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's been helpful. And so now I think I'll, it's, a, it's, and as I keep doing the work and as I keep just investing and having a good time and not listening to 
ultra runners like professional ultra runners that just feel like they have to run all the time it's uh it's it's been good for me (laughs) yeah and um i think i think we nailed this one i think we should transition we we really crushed it today i think we did Uh ah yes we talked about about running for at least 80 percent of this podcast Yes. And that was including my monologue (laughs) or not including my monologue. Right. Are Um, we ready to transition? (laughs) Yes. Let's transition. I got nothing for you this week. Good. Cause I got a bunch. Okay. (laughs) Let's start. So I have been cooking out of the run fast, cook fast, eat slow cookbook. Run fast, eat slow. Run fast, eat slow. No, the second edition is Run Fast, Cook Fast, Eat Slow. Whoa. They took it and turned it. Double trouble. Yeah, it's a two a day. So um, I have been cooking out of that. So yesterday was one of my days off. So I made a big pot of rice. And um, that was not a cookbook. That was just the starch that I'm going to eat this week, which I finished today. So I made a big pot of rice yesterday. and It's already gone. and It's the day after. So maybe I should make more rice. Yes. Um, and then I made miso butter grilled salmon with snow peas. And then I made her recipe for roasted cauliflower and potatoes. And then I made the lemon miso dressing. And I got the yogurt to make three other things. And then not out of that cookbook, I made, oh, I told you about the sauerkraut that I made last week. So I did that. I made seitan which also I made that yesterday and it's already gone and it's the day after. Um, anything else? Did I make anything else? Well, anyway, I knocked off a couple things and so now I'm in, in a good groove. And so, yes, I feel good. I chopped a lunch, bunch of veggies. I'm in it. I made overnight oats last night and yes. So I, I'm in a good groove. Wow. Yeah. Um, so for people that don't know the run fast, it was, Run fast, eat slow, and now it's run fast, cook fast, eat slow. Um, but it's uh, Shalane Flanagan's book, right? Yes, and she, mine's a signed copy. Um, yeah, I got it through Picky Bars. So, oh my goodness, you're just so bougie. I know, so bougie. Know. That's all right. That's all right. And you know what? Maybe I'll um, maybe I'll look at one of these. Who the Kindle's only six bucks. Mm, mm. Yeah. So uh, I feel pretty good about that. And yes, so I think I did enough cooking for both of us. I think I got it. I got it. So I'm almost one year into this vegetarian thing. Yes. September 16th will be a year into this vegetarian thing. And it's been going good. But what I have not done is I've not like broadened my cooking skill set like I thought I would. I've really sort of gone into like my shell of these are my four to five things that I really like to do. I love making lentils. I love making dal. It's awesome. And I'll do that all the time. I got to like, I I made my own bagels, which was pretty cool. I made some spinach bagels. Those were banging. Um, But I haven't like been like, what can I do with okra today? You know, or like, let me make some sort of weird uh, lemon pepper reduction for this thing. I, I haven't done any of that. And I feel like that's what I, that's what I need to do. I need to like 
expand. I need to go adventurous in the world of food. I love eating adventurous at restaurants, but I don't cook adventurous. I think whenever I set, I try to do that and set myself up to like, oh, I'm going to do this. I just need to stay simple. And then I find that when I'm cooking already and then I'm like, oh, I could try that too because I've already got onion sautéed or I've already, or like most of the time what I'll do actually is I go to Aldi's on Lon- on Mondays and then they have a bunch of like produce that's marked down from the weekend. And so like, for example, yesterday I got three containers of organic mushrooms for a dollar and then I got three or two pounds of zucchini for a dollar. So I get stuff like that and then I will try to do something with that. Um, but a, a lot, but I also have go-to sauces and stuff too that I could eat anytime. So I don't know. I guess it just depends on what you like. But I agree. I love beans, beans and rice and like avocado favorite. I, I was going to make lentils this evening, but then CTB had uh, salmon that was like, going to be thrown away that evening so i just decided to take that home and do the miso butter salmon awesome yes it was yeah so i gotta do that i'm gonna work on that this week i'm gonna work on uh making something new and interesting do it all right and you can report back yep we can even do it on saturday if you haven't done it yet and i'll be like all right chris all right let's uh let's uh wrap this uh bad boy up all right, this is a great episode. Look, I, if we prepare a little bit, it's just we're awesome. I've been I've been trying to convince you of that for months now, Ellie. And it finally sunk in. Maybe, maybe all this uh, thirty minutes slow running. You're you're using your brain now, so you're excited about it. I know, seriously. Okay, everybody, we're gonna turn a new leaf over in this podcast. It's gonna be good. Go figure. How many new leaves have we turned over? <laughs> a whole tree. We've turned over a tree full of leaves. We've we've <laughs> left the other tree of leaves behind. It's almost winter in that tree. Yeah. So All right. Um, tell uh, your friends. So, so follow us at Hamstrings and Heartstrings. Follow me at Gazelli. And follow Chris at Running Inside Out. And um, be kind to everybody, you guys. Be kind. Yeah. Take a breath. Bye. Bye.